Hello, 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 6 a.m. Run community. What is up? I don't know if it's raining right now if you're running, if it's sunny, but I hope that it's a great day wherever you are in America, wherever you are around the world. And you're about to see it. We're making one of our first steps international today as I'm coming to you from the podcast. I, as always, you know, I'm, I'm Hami Mahani, really been on this podcast journey now for a month. So we're ahead of schedule on, on episodes we're recording for you guys. So I know a lot of the guests that are coming down the, the pipeline. And as I just said, international now, we're going uh, across the seas to a whole other continent even. Um, I don't want to waste any more time because I know this person's time is very valuable. But I want to bring on Stephen Milverton. Joining us from Australia, Stephen, I don't even want to say anything because I think you have an amazing show. You have a great platform and there's a reason I brought you on. And I think you're going to be your own greatest hype man here. Tell our audience, let's get right to it, why I brought you on, sir. Yeah. Hey, hey, Hami. And look, hey, everybody. It's a privilege to actually be able to be a guest on uh, someone else's podcast. I, I just love that opportunity to be able to share messages. And, and anyone that's podcasting, I have utmost respect for purely on the basis that I know the time effort that goes into it. So all the listeners um, don't underestimate the effort that goes into this beautiful man providing you this podcast because I know what he takes to do that. Yeah, so my name's Stephen Milverton. I've got two things that I do. One, I run a podcast myself called The Unearthed Man. The Unearthed Man is a podcast where I host men who are being on their own challenging journeys and they share you know, in my podcast their vulnerable stories. And this is men who have been to jail. This is men who have had sexual traumas. This is men who have just had other things going on in their life. And you know, they have the courage to come onto my platform and talk into some of the deepest, I suppose, areas of guilt and shame that they may have carried in their life. But you know, in opening up it on my platform, on my podcast, it is also a way of doing that. And you know, and and that's where you know the conversation with Harmony is pretty pretty cool because it doesn't have to be males; it's males and females, right? We carry a lot of, I suppose, guilt, shame, a lot of heaviness from our childhoods and how we've been brought up and, and how we've been run and a lot of conditioning and belief systems. So, you know, I, I know this podcast is talking about people out there running, but as a person that runs, you're a holistic being. You're a person who, you know, you're made up of, you know, the physical and the mental and the emotional and the spiritual aspects of your life. And, you know, where I come in and where I work with people is actually saying, you, yes, you can go out there and you can run and, and you can do all your physical activity, but the reality is what could be holding you back from, I don't know, achieving that four-minute mile, achieving that sub-three-hour marathon may actually not be your physical abilities. It actually may be some other aspects in your life that you just haven't looked into. You know, you know what's your belief system? How are you seeing yourself? How are you talking about yourself? And so for me, it's sort of like, yes, we can focus on, you know, I'm going to be really healthy and I'm going to eat really well and, and everything else. And then people go, but I'm not losing weight or I'm still carrying a little bit of this extra weight. And then we, we pivot a little bit and say, okay, where are you at emotionally? What's actually happening in your life on the emotional aspect? If you looked back at that, are you still got areas of your life that you're blaming your parents for, you're blaming grandparents for, or your siblings for, or things just aren't coming out at work? So I think for me, the opportunity to talk in this platform is, you know, while you're out there doing your 
you know, I suppose three mile, five mile, 20 mile runs. Um, I'm in metric system, so I'm more talking kilometers, but yeah, I can convert. You know, what, what is happening with you and what's driving you to do that apart from just this sense of wanting to be, be healthy? So that's probably one aspect. And the other aspect that I have a program, which is about um, accelerating people's careers. And, and it talks into all of that. So when people go, I'm stuck or stagnant in my career and I don't know how to move for any further forward, often what it actually has got to do with, again, it's not to do with their skill set or their capability. It's, it's an underlying belief system. It's that they haven't set the goals. They're not actually looking at themselves from a holistic point of view. And, and that program then also takes people through this opportunity. And, you know, after six weeks, people go from, you know, See, you know, not sure whether they're going to get an eighty thousand dollar a year job that they thought about. Actually, applying for one hundred and twenty thousand dollar a year jobs, and actually walking in and nailing interviews, and actually, you know, walking in and nailing the job. And then again, it's just working with people about how we're we clearing out the baggage and how do we see that baggage and how much do we carry it with us if we can get rid of it you know how much lighter we are moving forward and how we can actually see the world moving forward so there's probably a couple of aspects uh hammy that's uh that i i work with my people on and what i bring to the table through my podcast and also through my other program awesome and a client clients i think the pandemic you bring a, a good point COVID helped you get, you know, obviously a little more out there and you have a great story and and I think you understand the motivation. I want to know where we start. Do we start a little bit more like on, you know, I want to know how you got here running for you, for example, mental clarity, anxiety. You talk about jobs, right? Like people wanting higher paying jobs. Do you think we're, so I know I'm kind of everywhere, but you just opened up like my mind really. Do you think anxiety is at an all-time high? then for that physical fitness is much more necessary now more than ever. And then the clientele and the people that you deal with both on your podcast, anyone that reaches out to you individually for mentorship, help or aid, like, can we kind of talk a little bit about that and what's your process of truly healing and helping people? Uh, So to answer your first question, yes, mental health in totality, you know, anxiety, depression, I think is on a high and it's been exacerbated by, you know, what's happened in the last two years. Um, and it's been a really challenging time. I was living in Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Australia actually got the record for the longest lockdown period. So, you know, and yeah, we were told yeah. that, you know, we could go out and exercise for one hour a day, right? So, so you know, you, you're trying to learn how to run a marathon. You can't learn to run a marathon in an hour a day, but people were looking to, to run through the houses. So, yes, there's a lot that I've been dealing with with people down in the Melbourne and particularly down in, you know, Victoria, Australia, which has still got some, you know, we still have mandates. We still have people who don't have freedoms to go into restaurants who, you know, are still under a passport scheme. So there are a lot of challenges in that. I think the key for me is how do we see this and so the theme that kept coming up for me is people kept saying this is happening to me you know this covid thing is happening to me this lockdown is happening to me these mandates are happening to me and as soon as they do that you're in a victim mentality mindset you're in a negative mindset and a victim mentality mindset what i work with people is like okay so Rather than it happening to you, what's the opportunity that is coming out of this? Okay, so if you can only leave your house, you know, for an hour a day, maybe it's time that you get into different style of exercise, right? You can still do push-ups, you can still do sit-ups, you can still do squats, 
you know, if you've got young kids and you want to add some weight on, then basically buckle them both onto your shoulders and start doing squats with two kids on your shoulders, right? So you can figure it out, right? Yeah. You can figure it out, right? So so take this opportunity. Yes, you might actually, oh, cool. So now you're locked down in your house. What studies are you actually doing? So my son's a really great example. Um, my son is, is um, 21. He went into depths about breathing, right? So he learned what's the best breathing techniques because he loves running and he's just finished his first marathon. So he went into what's the best way of breathing, mouth, nose, how can I restructure how I do that? He went into nutrition. He went into down to the depths of, you know, what's the difference between the top end Nike runners and say a pair of Vibrams to do barefoot running, right? So what does that look like? And he even went to the depths of what if I did a mix of training where I did some training with my Vibrams, but actually did all my running, like my competing actually in a pair of Nikes how does that look to change my performance so he took the opportunity to learn to educate and to understand so while we're in in this position so I think it's like we can't predict what's going to happen in the future but what we can do is always to go am I being the victim here how do I need to pivot and how can I actually find what's the positive of this and what's the opportunity for me to pivot and actually take something more powerful out of this I had a friend who came back from lockdown, so he actually did leave. He went um, to South Korea and he actually came back to Australia and he had 14 days in a hotel room, basically could not was not allowed out. He did 10,000 steps every day, right? Now, you know, he just found the way to do it. He found the way to not be the victim but to actually take control of his life and, and so forth. So I think that's what I'd suggest also for your runners. It's like, you know, Catch that voice. You know, you and I spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, I define, you know, if we watch sporting events, right, there's always the commentators, right? And there's one commentator that's always looking for the best thing that's happening. There's always that commentator that's always, you know, picking out everything that's going wrong or that's not working. So I said is internal and external commentators in, in my own head and in our own heads. The first is the internal commentator, which is how is this person inside my head talking about me and talking to me? Is my language to myself? So, you know, again, I wake up in the morning and I decided not to go for that run. What's that internal commentator saying? Is it actually a caring, kind voice to say, okay, clearly your body felt you needed a rest today. It's okay. You know, we're here to support you. What else can we do? Or is that voice actually having a go at you saying, oh, you're nothing but a lazy F, you're nothing that this, yeah, there you go again, you're falling back in your old habits, right? So what is that commentary? What's that commentator? We want that commentator to be a supporter of us and an advocate of us. So how can we catch the commentary and how can we actually pivot to, again, that commentary that is actually about just understanding where we're at and it's being kind and compassionate with us and that where we are talking to ourselves in the right manner. The second one is, which is just as important, is often when we're out there running or we're out there just doing, you know, out in the world, our other commentators, the external commentator, what are we saying about the other people around us in our workplace, in our home life, you know, in our running clubs? You know, are we trying to compete against them? But when I say it, which is okay to sit there and and push each other to, again, if both people are trying to push to do a three-hour marathon or a whatever happens to be an hour and a half you know half marathon then congratulations like pushing each other is really good but if it's if it's a negative competition 
you know, you are doing it at the detriment to the other person. You are actually negatively talking about that other person or, you know, you're judging the other person for what they do or how they run or the nutrition they have or how they go about their lives. Again, any negative talk you have, whether it be about yourself or someone else, actually adversely impacts you as well because it actually is a reflection of where you're at. So again, I'd suggest, and this has been the biggest challenge through COVID, is people haven't had that release mechanism. They haven't had the chance to go out and find, how can I release out some of that negativity? How can I actually see the world in a different piece? Because it's, it's happened to me. So that's probably some of the aspects that I would talk to. The one thing I love about runners and the people who actually run is that one they're outdoors most of the time, so which is great. So you're already actually out in fresh air, which which is already known medically that if you are someone who suffers from depression or anxiety, just getting out for a 10-minute walk or getting out in the fresh air, the fact that you're out in nature will dramatically reduce that happening to you. The other aspect is when you finish and you're exhausted, normally there's a big, massive release, right? People sort of, you know, there's a lot of grunting and groaning and yelling and cheering and, you know, and, and everything else. And there should be. Like if you, even if you did a three-mile run or a five-mile run, you should get home and be clapping and cheering and celebrating yourself because, you know, that's a fantastic effort. And that in itself is a release of built-up energy and, and built-up, I suppose, even like a release of the negativity or release any stress, that's a really powerful tool. For me, one thing I teach is called primal screaming. And I don't know whether people have heard of the concept of primal screaming, but it is. It goes back to primal. If you're feeling a lot of tension and feeling a lot of anxiety, yeah, sure, go for a run. But when you're finished, like, doesn't matter if you're in the park, like, put your hand down on your stomach, down, down there where your belly button is, and just feel that tension and feel that motion and actually start to feel it coming up through your chest and then just open up your mouth and just scream it out. Like, now, if you're in your running gear, right, people probably aren't going to think you're crazy. They just probably think that you just exhausted something else. They're probably going to accept it. You know, if you're in normal business gear and you're in a park, you're screaming, you know, then they might call the local, you know, NYPD or whoever else, whichever area in the US you're living in, right? But you know, I live near a beach and I use the beach a lot, right? So I'll actually go out into the water and I'll actually allow all that to come up and I'll do a lot of screaming out in the water. One is I'm fully connected to nature, but two, I'm actually, you know, allowing all that tension to come back out. So again, as a runner, I think the perfect example to be able to do that is when you finish your run, just let a, let a good scream out, whether it be a celebratory scream or if you think it's a really hard run, just let it out. Or if you think you didn't perform to your best, still let it out. And once you've let it out, let it go. That's the key. Then let it go. Surrender and walk indoor and just celebrate the fact that you've had this amazing run and that you've um, done something really positive for you and in, in your life. So I think, too, you're right. And it's got to be a celebration. I, and and I, I don't want to do too much TMI. But what my wife was just like, I was talking to my wife about her starting to run. And I was like, you know, she was we were talking about, you know, with gyms opening up COVID here is also, you know, my children for the first it's going on the second week, they're not wearing masks. So really things are hopefully knock on wood back to normal. But what I was getting at was I told my wife about her maybe starting to run and things of that nature. And she said, Oh, I, I'm not a runner and you love to run. And it's funny, Stephen, I said to her, I said, whoa, 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 I said, I don't love to run. I don't put on my shoes and say, yay. Like that's not it actually. It's the opposite. And Stephen, when I finish, you'll see what I'm saying. What I told her was it's I don't love to run. I don't say, like I said, I don't like, there's not a smile on my face. I'm not like, yeah, like, but when I finish, right, when I'm done, 
when I'm starting, I'm grunting, I'm moaning, I'm pissed. I'm also finding ways to get out of it internally. I'm like, is is there something I can say right now to myself that trumps, like, get out of it? I'll, I'll tell you, Christmas Day. I always make a bet to myself. I'm not running Christmas Day. That's my Christmas gift to myself. Like, you're not running today. Enjoy present opening, food, cheat day. Christmas Day is yours. But to that point, but I tell her, I don't like running every day. I don't get up with a smile on my face and say, yay, this is fun. But that feeling when I'm done is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I definitely agree. Definitely agree. And, and that's, that's the key because, yeah, there's a lot that's built up, obviously, in our bodies and our systems as part of that run. And it's celebrating the end. The, the one thing that I would also start to suggest to people is, and people turn around and say this all the time, but it's actually, I'm a big believer in this, it's not as much about the destination, it's about the journey. So what you've described to me is, you know, you've gone through a number of items to be able to get yourself with, or put the shoes on, to get out the door, to, you know, get the breathing running, you know, there's a lot of grunting and groaning to get going. But as you've actually gone along, the key thing about that is that you've actually witnessed the journey as you've actually got to the end. So that final feeling at the end when you got to the destination, for me, it's a celebration of the journey that took place all the way along. You know, so often, again, I, I find that people, you know, finish their run and the first thing they do is they check how quick they went and they check the time and they check their heart rate and they check all the statistics. If I was to actually ask them to say, can you name the five colored flowers that you saw on the way? A lot of me go, what do you mean? And you go, well, let, no, let me understand this sort of about it. And I'll say, no, 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 but I knew that my heart rate at the, you know, one mile mark was sitting. I knew this, like they're checking their vital statistics all the way through, which is really great, which is really about how am I getting to a destination. But people can actually take a step back. Running can be such a beautiful, beautiful piece. Like have a look around you. Like try to witness the amount of dogs that are out there. Try to witness the amount of other people that are out there. Like look at their running styles. What trees are out there? What flowers are coming into bloom? You know, can you start to predict the seasons without actually looking at a calendar. If you're running every year, like, can you actually start to find that there are five or six or seven seasons where you're living? Because all of a sudden, you know, certain flowers start to come out at a certain time of year. Now, it's not the end of autumn and it's not the start of winter, but this flower starts to come out or, you know, this tree starts, the, the leaves are starting to turn the brown because, it, you know, it's going into, you know, fall in the US, what we call autumn. So for me, I would suggest if people want to be able to, again, become a bit more holistic in the endeavor and what they're doing, try to actually spend time. So when you get back, maybe when you get back and you're celebrating, you said that irreplaceable feeling of, yes, I did it. And tell your partner about, oh my God, you know, like I saw this most beautiful flower starting to thing and, and they'll start looking at what's going on in your life, but you're starting to you're being more aware of what's around you and, and in being more aware, you're, you're more connected with what's happening. And so the running then becomes just not, you know, I celebrate, I got out of bed and then I got this great irreplaceable feeling when I finished. I actually just went through this beautiful journey all the way through and I acknowledge the journey and that starts to really change your life as well. And it mm-hmm. really starts to change how people see you and, and how you start to see what's around you and your appreciation and, and your gratitude that comes along with that can really change how you operate mentally and, and physically. And I, and I think that you get a lot more out of it because for me, if you're always checking heart rates and checking other different items, which is okay, but what's actually happening is that that's a sense of competition and criticality 
oh, my heart rate's too high, my heart rate's too low, like I'm being that. Sometimes if you ran and just enjoyed everything that's around you, you might get back and go, oh, my God, I've just had the fastest run. My heart rate was completely under control because you were less worried about the thing you were focused on and you're more looking holistically what's around you. And all of a sudden you start getting PBs and everything else because you actually got a different aspect about how you're going about you know, the activity. Awesome. No, I, I love that. And we're kind of coming into the fourth quarter of this conversation. Um, I always like to tell people, you know, as we kind of wrap this up, one, any kind of closing statement, obviously, please, you know, tell us, you know, uh, make sure we know, you know, Stephen, your your websites, contact information, anything. But also, if there's anything you want to share as we wrap up, you know, uh, kind of like a closing statement, what's maybe inspired you, a book, and, you know, where people can obviously, you know, continue and learn more and speak to you. Something maybe I didn't ask, you spoke so beautifully on everything. I'm inspired right now. Like I'm, I'm ready to run through the wall of this office. Like, so, cause it, it, it is. And people, unfortunately we do audio only on our podcast at this moment, but I'll say like, you know, Steven is smiling guys. Like you can just tell he's look, and I'm sure we all have our challenges, but I love that Steven's like smiling, he's inspiring. And he's, you know, he understands that this is not an easy thing, but you know, it's about pushing yourself. So you embody our core values to a T, but let me leave it up to you to kind of close it off. And maybe something I didn't ask that you want to kind of speak to, please take the floor. Yeah. So I think, you know, to close off to let people know, it's interesting. It's morning for me here and, you know, it's, it's evening for, with Hammy with this the interview. When I when I woke up this morning, the first thing I actually did was I said, thank you, I believe. Gratitude. Gratitude, right? On the basis that I got to spend another day on this planet. Because yeah. every morning there's two options, right? We're either alive or we're not, okay? Yeah. Don't take that for granted because there are someone, there are people today who are not alive today and there are people today who will die today. And that, that's as tragic as it is, but that's, that's reality. Take every moment for what it can be. Like live every single moment around you with your loved ones, with your colleagues, 100%. with nature. And so running is a great way to, to connect. It's not the be all and end all, but do it if you love it. Even if you don't love it and you're out there, just do it, but be completely present and connected with what's around you because you don't get that minute back again. You don't get that 30 minutes back again. So if you're going to go for a run for 30 minutes, be completely present and just be completely connected and love it. And so, yes, why am I happy? Why am I smiley? Why am I passionate? Why am I upbeat? Because I get to live life and I get to live life mm -hmm. on my terms and, and how I connect. And that's all I would say to everyone else. Just be constantly grateful for the fact that you get to breathe, you get to run, you get to do all these wonderful things. So, yeah, so I suppose that's the passing message. If people want to find more about me, I'm currently running dual platforms at the moment. My platform, again, for the podcast and what I'm doing with men's work is theunearthedman.com, so theunearthedman.com. And then personally, my personal platform is just stephenmilverton.com. If you use Stephen Milverton, you'll find me on Facebook, you'll find me on Instagram, you'll find me on LinkedIn. So if you want to actually connect with me in any of those spaces, feel free to. I'd love to have a chat. I'm actually um, about to launch my brand new program. It's a six-week, I call it a career accelerator program, but it's actually about accelerating your life. It's kicking off in about six to eight weeks. Again, if you go to stephenmilverton.com, there's links there. I'm happy to get onto a 30-minute free coaching call with somebody if they just want to chat about how do I boost my career. 
I don't sell anything to anybody. I just say, here's what you can go and do. If you then choose it, you still want to work with me, happy to keep having the conversation, right? But, you know, I'm international. I'll work with people, you know, across the world. I've got a lot of podcast guests that I've had internationally. It's such a pleasure to be, I think, your first international guest, Hummy. Um, again, yeah. I really want to congratulate you for creating this forum, for creating this platform for people to listen into. Podcasts are such a beautiful space to be able to sharing information. And again, I just acknowledge and, and, and grateful for the fact that you've got this platform and Thank that you. you know, you're providing this service to, you know, your group of you know, um, your audience and your network that's out there because, you know, my dealing with you so far, you know, they must be getting a lot from you as well, just in how I've seen you operate. So I've, I've really enjoyed this opportunity. So thank you. Yeah, no, this is amazing. And I'm, I'm excited to talk, like I said, and I want to have you back on. No, and we'll put everything, Stephen, we'll put all the stuff like in the bios, all that stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited and we'll make sure we share everything. With that, everyone, again, I hope as if you're wrapping up your 3Ks or your runs, you know, have a, as Stephen just said, have a killer day. It's to have some gratitude. I love that, you know, Stephen is a gratuitous person and, and that's very important. You know, someone can always, I guess, as we say that, someone can always have it worse than you. So gratitude is just, uber important. Steven, again, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I can't wait till we post this. All right, everyone have a great day.